0: The uh, scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 13. Those that want to turn there with me. And it's not very long at all, six verses, so we're going to read the whole chapter of Psalm 13. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God, lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest mine enemies say, "I have prevailed against him," and those that trouble me rejoice when I'm moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Amen. Well, today we have a treat. And the reason I know is because uh, Elder Gil Labrucherie, yes? I said that right? Okay. Is here with us again. And he was here, he's friends with uh, the Lambas. And last time, Harold was up here to introduce him. That might have been more appropriate, but I'm just glad that you're back. He was here uh, in April, back in '09, and he comes from Santa Rosa. And uh, his message is titled today, Who are the Citizens? Good morning, everybody.
1: You know, I enjoy, I'm, I'm sorry, I was a little bit late here. The, a lot of traffic coming up this morning, summertime, and people moving horses, and so I, I kind of know the road pretty well. I can straighten the turns out usually, but it took a little longer. I enjoyed the last part of the Sabbath school very much, and how many were here in Sabbath school? About half of you. We're talking about the Israelites. It's nothing to do with my... Well, everything has something to do with my sermon because everything is focused on Jesus Christ and him crucified. We were talking about the Israelites forgetting, you know, getting the bad habits that you talked about. Um, Anybody here got any bad habits? Don't raise your hand. But... And um, it really fit in this morning, I had studied the lesson a little bit during the week, but having that much time to drive, I got to thinking about my week, and Albert was talking, and he leaned over and said something about he's having trouble with his truck, he didn't tell me he was recuperating from a fall, and you know, so we begin to think sometimes, boy, things are getting pretty rough. And, you're worried about going to camp meeting and things are cropping up. boy, that's natural. Satan does that every time you want to do something for him, you know. And um, I got down here this story's about almost almost 25 years old, old. But it's about, it's about me. It was a personal experience. And uh, we had uh, I'm a contractor, okay, and I spent 20 years in the ministry. Um, I started when I was about 41, went back to school, ran a construction company, and volunteered, pastored the church in Calusa. I don't know if anybody knows where Calusa is, but we were there for four years and came out of there and went into the full-time ministry, five kids in school. At one point, there were five of us in college. I mean, I was in college, and some of the college tuition was more than my income there for a year or so when I first went into the ministry went to Santa Rosa's went to Citrus Heights thought I was going to stay there for quite a while <clears throat> so started to build a house I was pouring the foundation got a call to come back to Sebastopol built the house took two months off built the house and um house wouldn't sell And we, so now we, I, anyhow, there's a lot of, I've been financially in ruins. And landed up getting a job during that sabbatical time just below Mendocino for the state highways. And um, I was so broke that when I came up, I couldn't hire any employees and I was doing the work by myself that as I got closer to the end of the job I was counting the cash because we didn't, you know, um, I did have credit cards but I didn't really want to use them. I got down to the end where I had to count my money to come up and rent a piece of equipment from the rental yard. And I needed to stay in the motel overnight and I thought I would like to have something to eat somewhere in there. (laughs) And so I started counting the money, and so I decided that if I rented the backhoe and drove it down below Mendocino, down there, a little river, I think, there's a tank house on the left-hand side, still there. Started to do the job and knew I had to do it, in one day it wasn't going very well. I worked until about 2 o'clock in the morning on the job, and then had to walk back. Remember now, I took the backhoe down there, so I had to walk back. Couldn't road it at night. I was through with it until daylight. Rented a motel room, and um, was, got my truck, went back down, got the backhoe back and all of that. Bottom line is, that little job you know, generated enough cash to put all those kids back in college, and what have you. The reason I tell you that story is is that at that point in time, I was about 45 or 46 years old and I was broke. And we had run big construction companies and, and whatever and I was thinking coming up the road this morning, almost 25 years later, you know? I wasn't thinking about that job at all until I got to it. I got two rigs broke down right now. I got a guy who twisted his leg, and he's off on disability, right in the middle of the heat of the season, just like the the windows and everything. And I have to say, I was kind of feeling a little blue, you know, until I got up there and remembered that job. And I thought, I've got money in my wallet, All my equipment's paid for. Things have gone very well for us in the last 15 years. And I'm still worried. And when brother, when you talked about those Israelites and not remembering the promises of God, I was ashamed of myself sitting in that back row. And I just wanted to share that with you this morning, how quick we forget and how hard it is to keep our eyes on Jesus. To this little family that's had the, the traffic accident, and, and for those of you that are visitors and whatever, um, my heart goes out to you as a family, and um, God is in control. I can tell you this church family loves you. And I don't even have to know anything about it. And they'll love you unconditionally. And I'm thankful for that. Let's pray a moment. Loving Father, what a privilege. I have been blessed this morning in Sabbath school by the elder in charge. His sense of humor and his personality. and He's just being himself. It's so encouraged. I've been blessed. And I know... And I ask this morning that you will send your Holy Spirit to interpret the words that I have to say. Because without you, those words will make no sense. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, there was a model prayer in a church bulletin. And I'll kind of read it to you so I can get back on track from my story. And it says, says, Dear God, so far today, I've done all right. I haven't gossiped, haven't lost my temper, haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, or selfish. In fact, I haven't done anything wrong at all. I'm really pleased about that. But, dear God, in just a few seconds, I'll be getting out of bed. And from then on, I'm going to need all the help I can get. Does that sound like us? Does that sound like us? So here we have David in Psalm 13, you know, how long will you forget me, you know, Lord, forever? You know. And we think you know, come on David. You've been if you think you've been through a lot in chapter 13, you need to read the rest of your book, right? <laughs> But then he ends up praising, I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. It's my prayer this morning, by the time we get through in the next few minutes, that you can leave this place. We'll pray about that. Praising the Lord um, for, for your blessings and your anticipated blessing. And I thank you for you folks that are in the middle of the valley right now prayer could be, I thank you in advance, Lord, for taking care of my situation, our situation, our family, our loved one, because I dare say we have people here this morning that have health issues, we have people here this morning who have relationship issues, we have financial issues, we got all kinds of issues. But this morning I'm here to tell you that God is still in control. He hasn't forgotten you. He's working on the problem. And by the way, I cheated and looked in the back of the book. And I know who won. See? So we know that the, the war has been won. It's the battle that continues on. It's the battle in our lives. You know, In Matthew... Uh, chapter 4 says he and he Jesus went around the whole of Galilee teaching in the synagogues proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing all kinds of diseases among the people and the people flocked to him they began to hear all about that his fame spread and those who were suffering from diseases and painful complaints of one kind of another does that sound kind of like us were all brought to him, and he cured them, and large crowds followed him. A lot of people needed a lot of help when Jesus came. I would dare say this morning that you and I need a lot of help. And we're here. We're here to worship. We're here to bow down. And we're here to hear from Jesus and that's my prayer we all need that help the help you need he said has arrived the message this morning is he is alive he has arrived and he's working on your problem right now what we need to do is turn our hearing aid up I really do because I'm hard of hearing so that we can hear his still small voice And we're going to pray before it's over with that God will reveal himself to you this coming week. And I pray that we will be in tune with him enough to recognize that. You know, we hear all kinds of news stories, all kinds of bad news. You know, they can't pass a budget, all these at the federal level problems, at the state level problems at the county level, problems at the city, at the school districts of whom are at the bottom of the um, trickle-down, lack of economics. Um, We hear all that and it begins it begins to wear on us. Like the man who bought a five hundred thousand dollar flight insurance policy at the airport just for one trip. Before boarding the airplane he was walking through the airport and he spied one of those scales that says, you know, your weight and your, and your and tell your future fortune oh well I got a little time, I'll put a quarter in it he put a quarter in it, stepped on the scale, and about fainted because he'd gained some weight and found a high I would do if I got on the scale this week <laughs> and was waiting for the card to come out. card comes out, picks up the card, and reads it. Your recent investment will soon pay off. (laughs) If it wasn't for bad luck, there'd be no luck at all. There are a lot of us today, including myself, They begin to wonder whether we're going to be able to put this all together. Whether it's the brother going to the camp meeting. Whether it's the brother, you know, he's ankle. He's got to take another week off. I mean, boy, I, I really relate to all of this stuff. There's deadlines on jobs that he had. Are we going to make it? Answer: Yes. We made it this far. In fact, there's a. There's a, a place written in a book about 100 years ago. It says there's nothing to fear for the future unless we forget the past. And that's what struck me about the time I took to tell you the story. I have forgotten the past. You know? And I, by the time I got... To Mendocino, which is about a mile from that job, I was praising God about, wow, what you have done for me. And here I was, 10 miles back down the road, complaining, brother. Complaining. It says, anyone who does not welcome the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. I was looking at, at uh, Lamb's. Grandchild and got us a family resemblance. I'll tell you the boys and that. Then that they goes back thirty some odd years ago when we first met, and um, and it was so cute to watch him. And I and our grandson's a little bit older that lives on the ranch with us now. And I don't know if we could have roped him up long enough to get him up here to listen to a story. He's five now, and uh, but family resemblance, yeah. And so, anyhow, it's good to see them, and it's good to be with you all. Thy kingdom come. You know, we pray about thy kingdom come. And uh, Jesus um, had another parable, thy kingdom come, we pray. The key in, in the petition of the word is kingdom, you know. And he talks about, and I'm hunting for it right now. In one of his timeless parables, Jesus said that the kingdom of God may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. And then he took time to explain that. The man, Jesus explained, is the son of God. It's me. The field is the world. The good seed is you and I good seed people who will take time to worship and to bow down and to love and to rest you know what a gift the Sabbath is you know um, uh, for a while I I, I was preaching in a non-denominational church when I retired and Anyhow, this church was starting, and, and I knew a person who knew a person, and they needed somebody. And I, and um, it was a Sunday church. Go to church on Sabbath, and go to the Sunday church. I didn't feel comfortable preaching the Sabbath in my friend's church, but it was really interesting how much, how many opportunities I had. While well, we were eating after church and listening to people complaining about how hard they were working, and be able to say, you know, God had designed a rest period in the week. And we were able to talk about that. And I'm not saying you know, people flocked to the Adventist church because of what I was talking about. But God knows what he's doing. And he knows how to bless us. The kingdom, the kingdom. Um, you know, there's other ways of 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 th- of translating the word kingdom. It can be translated into a priceless treasure, heaven. Uh, uh, kingdom equals the reign of God, which, if you continue with that, means rulership. God rules in our life. He's in charge of our life. He can turn tragedies into victory. He can turn hopelessness into hopeful things. The kingdom of God is now. It is not far off. It is not separate from our daily life. Let me say that again. The kingdom of heaven is not separate from our daily life. My shoe gets real tight when I say that because I have a real problem with facing daily issues and worshiping God as the ruler of the world in the same thought problem. And, you know, I'm I'm somewhat ashamed of that, but the fact of the matter is that God is there. He's in, he's in the challenges. He's in the trials. He's in the relationship, finances, health, our age. We won't talk about I, I like your comment. I forgot what you said, but I'm, I'm an aging youngster. Yeah, something like that. I, li- I like that. That was good. And most importantly, the kingdom of God can transform our lives. They can transform failures into possibilities. Now, nobody raised their hand. Nobody even blinked an eyelid. But has anybody here ever failed at anything? Mm -hmm. But those can be turned into possibilities. Possibilities of service for God. Possibilities of service to man. Um... So whenever we're meeting challenges, whatever the trials, we're never, we're never separated from the kingship of God. You know, I have a principal that serves at our, at our school, and I have the privilege of helping out around the school now and then with different construction issues. And, and he always says that. You know, he can be, he can meet with the most difficult person and come away and say, I wonder what I can learn from that. That's not exactly the first thing that comes to my mind when I have a difficult person on my hands. I'm sorry, but he's a good, he's good for me. (laughs) You know, like the Israelites and like your life and mine, Sometimes it gets complicated and perplexing. And the one thing that i found, like the opening prayer, I certainly um, have trouble even with my mind before I get out of bed, but I can guarantee you one thing I know. If I take time to dedicate my day to God before I get out of bed, at the end of the day, I could say, "Boy, things went pretty good today," and then I think, "Oh yeah." I asked and gave the day to God. Hmm, this works. It works. Do I do it every day? Don't ask. We don't ask, don't tell. I'm a forgetful person. God has shown, sown for us the seed of love to reap a harvest of love, to cultivate, give us a, help us to cultivate the seed. It's watered with love, weeded with patience, and tended with forgiveness and compassion. <sighs> We're lucky people. A young lad, fearful of lightning. I always have to ask this question. Anybody ever been to Kansas City? You want to see lightning.
0: <clears throat> Kansas
1: City is on my mind. <laughs> boy, I was a little 10-year-old kid on a trip with my parents, and I'll never forget Kansas City. And I went back there once for an emergency for a sing- uh, uh, gospel singing group. I was in that town for as short a time as possible, <laughs> but I remember the lightning. This little boy was afraid of lightning. It was time, time for him to go to bed. And his mom said, There's nothing to worry about, nothing to be afraid of. God will take care of you. And the little boy said, Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Um uh, he said, and uh, and she said, Now you go upstairs and and, and and go to sleep. So he's 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 holding back. And he said, um She said, well, nothing to fear. God's in your room. The boy replied, I know. Uh, He can take care of us better if we're all together down here because he wouldn't have to be running up the stairs to my bedroom. (laughs) But the mom persisted and said, but God is in your room, the mother insisted, and he can take care of you up there. So the lad finally said, boy, I'm not going to get away with this. And So he trudges up the stairs. You know, one by one. Kind of like Stephen's sermon, you know. Drug it out because he knew death was right around the corner. Little fella just, just drug up. Went to his room. And in a flash, he reappears at the top of the stairs. Mama? Yes? You come up here and stay with God. I'm coming downstairs. When I think of church, and it's the right place to be, it's the place to worship. It's a place to fellowship. It's a place that we can give, you know, our testimony. It's a place we can bring our sorrows and know we're going to get some love and we're going to get some hope. But the fact of the matter is, a few minutes... We're going to walk out, and we're going to face the same issues. Even Daniel, dedicated his life. If there's a stalwart Christian soldier that comes to my mind, uh, Daniel, they ate the right things, they did the right things, you know. And, you know, they... they didn't get eaten by the lions. They didn't get, he and his, his counterparts, burned up by the fire. But he's still questioned. And I think chapter 10 or 11, wherever it is, how come my, you prayed for days? Didn't hear anything? Gabriel comes down. I love Gabriel. Gabriel, there are a couple, three things to think about Gabriel. Gabriel came down to Mary to announce the birth. His opening words are always, and you can check this out. I haven't got time to go into this and run over. I apologize. But his opening words are always, fear not. Fear not. That's part of the message this morning. No matter what your issues you are have, fear not not and then he brings the message okay so he delivers his message and the other thing I notice about Gabriel he always wins he always brings overcoming power to the situation at hand so when we think about the little boy who says you know you come up here and stay with God I'm coming downstairs I'm going to close with this. Jesus has a better idea. He wants us all to come up. He wants us all to come up and stay with Him. He wants us to get up and be free on wings of unconditional childlike trust into the hands of the all-mighty God where we can live with Him forever. Amen and amen. Gracious, loving Father. This morning, it is a privilege for me to bring your family to you in prayer, in a closing prayer. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit has interpreted something that has been said here to meet the needs of every one of your loved ones. Lord, they came in that door this morning wanting to praise you, wanting to bow down to you, looking for a blessing, looking for a lighter weight on their shoulders with the burdens of this world. And this morning I ask that as these folks leave, as your loved ones leave, they will feel like they have been in your presence. They they will feel like that you are going with them. I pray that you will give them that perfect peace that you've promised when our minds are stayed upon you lord there are people here with worried about some financial issues health issues we have a family whose loved one has been injured in a car crash um... we have people wanting to go to camp meeting we have people traveling we have people that are going back to Albion wanting to gain a blessing from you. And I ask this morning in a special way that you would reveal yourself to each one of them. Each one of them needs you desperately. It's like the centurion said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So this morning, as we are gathered here this morning, We have reinforced our ability to believe. And I leave all of your loved ones in your hands. In Jesus' name.